Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know if anything frustrates people more than trying to find the will of God. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's kind of like, what do I do? Uh, how do I how do I know what I'm supposed to do? And here's the here's the good news. God's not holding out, playing hard to get on you. It's very very simple actually to walk into the will of God. In fact, it's almost hard to miss. And so this morning. I'm going to give us something that I believe is going to help all of us walk in the will of God and find the will of God, not as something that's just some elusive thing that's going to torment us, but something that we can actually discover quite easily. I've called this morning's message, uh, Ordinary People, uh, Good News for Ordinary People. That's what I've called it, Good News for Ordinary People. How many people are ordinary here? Okay, a few humble people put their hands up. That's fantastic. You're looking at an ordinary person. And I like, I like to watch people. I, I quite enjoy going to airports or uh, the shopping mall because I like people watching. Anybody else like that? Uh, I just think it's like a trip to the zoo, quite honestly. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a giraffe. And there's, a, I don't, there's an awful lot of monkeys. And uh, in fact, monkeys, if I go to the real zoo, monkeys are probably my favorites. Anybody else, uh, their favorite, gorillas or monkeys? I remember once I was at the Detroit Zoo uh, as a child. My uncle used to work there at the Detroit Zoo. And all the people mocking, and there's like this big pit between the the gorillas and all the people standing there, you know, and I was one of them. And, And this gorilla, he picked up the biggest handful of gorilla poo and he just went, bam, like that. And people just scattered. It was the funniest thing. And I thought to myself, you know, he knew what he was doing. Like, he definitely knew what he was doing. It was like, okay, you're going to mock me? Cop this, humans. And I thought to myself, that's what I would be doing. If I was a bird, I'd be dive bombing. I would just get revenge on all these mocking people. But people are just the funniest things. And I think one of the essences of humanity that really I believe we all should possess anyway is the ability to look at ourselves and laugh. Not so much to look at other people, not to, you know, take the mickey out of somebody else and laugh at people, but to laugh with each other and discover that that part of you that honestly, you might think you're cool, you're probably not. It's not that, it's not that, uh, doesn't take that long before you, you discover, <laughs> I'm not as cool as I think I am. And when you get over yourself, when you discover that, then you're, you're, on a, on, you're, you're taking a big step then towards, believe it or not, finding the will of God. Now, ordinary people, God loves ordinary people, and that's who God uses. It's just ordinary people. He's not after just your gifts and your talents. That's all cool. He gave those to you. But that's not Basically, that's not what he's going to use. What he's actually going to use is your ordinary. So we need to discover what is that ordinary part of us, that quality, if you will, that God is going to use. I love a scripture, and we're going to go over there uh, right now. And it's in, it's in Ecclesiastes 9, and verse 11. Perhaps you've, this, you're familiar with this, but... It's, it's one of the 
It's one of the great scriptures. It's the good news, honestly, for ordinary people. Ecclesiastes 9.11 says this, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift. Are you glad for that? I wasn't all that fast. I couldn't sprint all that well. I could run distance. Uh, but, you know, I didn't usually win the 100, uh, the 100 yard, 100 meter. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. And here it is. But time and chance happen to them all. So if you're here and you're not swift, you're not strong, you're not wise, you're not brilliant or learned, I've got good news for you. You'll still get your chance. You can still shine. You can still win the race because God uses ordinary people just like you and I. I, I, I began to think about that scripture a lot as you do when you're going to preach on something. And I thought, why, why is it that uh, the race isn't always to the swift and one of the reasons is because life is not a sprint. I, I've watched that many people that can sprint in their Christian walk. They go up and they come down. It's like a shooting star. It's like fireworks. Everybody goes, wow! And then it's like, where are they? They're gone. It's like the, the race isn't to the swift, nor it says this, it says, nor food to the, to the wise. And I think maybe the wise are wise enough not to eat everything, that comes their way. Maybe they're the ones that are wise enough to knock that back and to say no to, you know, Big Macs and pizzas and all the rest of it. They're wise enough, so they're not just gathering everything that's coming their way, eating on everything. Nor, nor it says this, it says, nor wealth to, to, the, to the learned. Have you ever noticed that, especially in today's environment, if you're in something long enough, you're generally I'm talking about investments now for a moment. You're probably going to make some money on that block of land or that house if you, you were able to get one. If you just sit there and do nothing, you don't have to be that smart. You just got to be in it for a long time. There's a, a, a saying in investments, it's not timing, but it's time in. And if you just be patient, put the seed in the ground and not dig it up every five seconds and, and look at it, with most things in life, it's just time in. You can make money if, you just, if you're just patient. It's not based upon how brilliant you are in most things. And, and, and that's the way that, that wealth is created. That's the way that we find the will of God. Sometimes it's just one step in front of the other. Ordinary people become extraordinary through the resolve. And we're going to look at that this morning because I believe I'm talking to ordinary people. It's an ordinary guy that's talking to you. Acts chapter 4 it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled and ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. That's the most important, wisest, brilliant thing that you can do, is just hang out with Jesus. Now, God uses uh, a word here in the scripture here in Acts chapter 4. There's an interesting word here for ordinary. And God uses ordinary people to carry his extraordinary message. But look at what the word ordinary is in the Greek. And I'll spell it for you. It'll probably come up. I-D-I-O-T 
E-S. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? If you take the E out there before the S, what do you get? You get idiots. That's why the church is full of idiots. Oh, I don't go to church. It's full of idiots. You're right. It is. It's full of idiotes. Ignorant, unlearned people. That's who God uses. They saw the courage and they were astonished because these guys are uneducated and they're idiot men. And they're astonished. I think about who God didn't use. He didn't use a single Pharisee. He didn't use a single scribe. He didn't use the religious establishment of his day. Who did he use? He used fishermen, tradesmen, a tax collector. He used people that nobody else would have chosen, a prostitute. He uses people, ordinary people, just like you and just like me. In fact, they pull up their boats in, in Luke 5, it says, on the shore, and they left everything and followed him. How many people are going to do that? Jesus is coming by, just drop Drop, drop your business, drop everything you're involved with, and just follow him. Only an idiotes, an ordinary person would do that. Somebody trusting enough to step out of a boat in a raging storm like Peter and actually walk on water. So who does God call today? 1 Corinthians 1.27. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God chose the weak things, the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Why does he do that? So that nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to glory in their own flesh and their own abilities. Oh, I know that there's some smart people here in the room right now. I know that there's some educated people here in the room. Nothing wrong with that. I know that there's some strong people here in the room. Nothing wrong with that. But if you glory in that, you're limited to that. I don't want to be limited to my education. I don't want to be limited to my mental ability or my physical strength. I don't want to be limited at all. And when I realize that God is going to use something, he's going to use my weakness, he's going to use my lack of, uh, of ability to work it out, that God is actually going to use the weak things to confound those, the strong and the foolish things to confound the wise. When you realize that, that your ordinary is what God wants to use the most, then you start to walk in the will of God. You start to discover that finding the will of God really is just admitting your weaknesses and getting humble. And then God starts to use you. Uh, I, I love the fact that God uses ordinary people. Uh, I like looking at the ordinary part of, of every one of us that just doesn't quit. And that's the part that God uses when we're talking about walking in the will of God. It's your willingness to keep on walking. Familiar scripture in Psalm 37, 23, it says this. It says, the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. And most of the time, when you're going to find the will of God and you're going to uh, walk in the will of God, it's just putting one step in front. Of, it's just keep on walking. Keep on walking. Just don't stop. Don't give up. Don't backtrack. Just put one foot 
in front of the other foot, even when you don't feel like it. A lot of times, let's face it, in Christian life, we're tempted by all kinds of things. We see the race going to the swift. We see, we see the food going to the person that's wise. We, we see all of these things going on. And yet Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, I've seen something else. Do you see it? Then it doesn't go that way. It goes to the person that just keeps showing up. Just keep showing up, Dad. Just keep showing up, Mom. Just keep showing up. Keep attending that church, even though people are going to offend you there. That's good for you. Keep on going for it. Keep on showing up. Keep on investing, even if you lose a few. Keep on showing up one foot in front of the other. Just keep walking forward. You don't have to sprint. You don't have to be in a hurry. You might see other people, and it's like, oh, they're so clever. I can't believe that they, you know, they got so much out of those investments. It doesn't matter if you're not that wise. Just keep on keeping on. And watch what God does over time to your ordinary so the most important key, I believe, in finding the will of God, I would call it, in one word, I'd call it resolve. Resolve. It's willpower. It's character that's found in secret. The success to succeed is, is to succeed in secret. It's who you are when nobody else is looking. Faithful in your giving. Faithful in what belongs to other. Faithful in what is least. Least important. Least visible cleaning up somebody else's mess, serving in the areas where nobody's watching, you just do it, setting up, doing it to the audience of one. And God will use that character, ordinary people like you, he will develop that character. So I want to give you just some qualities of character that turn your ordinary into extraordinary. These are qualities that will define your future. These are words that, that are probably very familiar with you, uh, the first one's perseverance. Perseverance means this. It's a noun. It means doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. The ability to persevere despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. You're not going to get instant gratification in most of these things. When you're walking and, and your steps are ordered by God, you're not going to get just this instant fix or this instant gratification that most people are looking for, even in a church service, even in a church. Discipleship is discipline. It's delayed sometimes. It's difficulty most of the time. James 1, uh, 2 says this. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds. Oh gosh, that's so much fun. Because you know, you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Come on, everybody say it. Perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You're powerful when you persevere when you put one foot in front of the other and you keep going through that difficulty, through those delays, through all of those things that, that God says, just put one foot, just keep showing up. Second word is consistency. How do I walk in the will of God? How do I find God's will for my life? Be consistent. There's so many people that are so inconsistent in everything. It's just hit and miss always looking for just that one shot, 
that instant gratification. Consistency means this, an adjective, acting or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair and accurate. I'm going to keep on. I've got routines in my life, and probably you do too. You know, one of my routines, even though I'm the pastor, (laughs) is attending church. I don't miss church, even if I'm not preaching or, it's, or I'm on holiday. It's like, I'm going to show, I'm going to find a, a house where believers are gathering together because that's something I'm consistent in. I just keep on showing up on Sundays. Another thing I'm consistent in is reading and, and Bible study. I get into the Word of God, not just to preach messages, but to Keep on getting God, God, letting God speak to me, and, and that consistently, that consistently reading the Word of God. Another uh, part of my consistent routine is prayer. It's it's getting up in the morning, going to bed at night, and everything in between. It's talking with God and listening to God. I'm consistent in other disciplines, like like not eating uh, too much anyway, junk food. Occasionally, though, it slips in there for sure, but uh, that's called a cheat, cheat day. But, but I'm consistent in that, and I'm consistent in, in exercise. I do what I can, but I do it consistently because I realize it's not one trip to the gym that's going to you know, make you into shape. It's consistently showing up. It's consistency. It's consistency in investing. It's consistently being nice to people because that's part of our character. It's consistently forgiving. It's not, oh, he's pretty unpredictable. I don't know if he's going to be in a good mood today or a bad mood. You know, it just just depends on which side of the bed that he got up on. No, be consistent. Nobody likes inconsistent people. You roll the dice. I wonder what, what mood they're going to be in today. Now, if that's you, get out of it. Get consistency with your spiritual walk. Acting or done the same way over time. See, some of these things are boring. I was going to call this sermon a really boring message. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do steadfast. I came to church to hear about being steadfast. Are you serious? I want, a, I want my five-minute miracle. That prayer, you know, where I fall over and I walk out of here rich. And Yeah, well, wrong move. Not going to happen probably. Oh, you will walk out of here healed, though, if you put your hand up and believe it. But most of these things are walking in the will of God. It's, 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 it's character. It's done in sacred. It's who you are becoming. You are your future. I preached that a few weeks ago. Third thing is steadfast. Steadfast, adjective. It means this. Resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. What does it mean? It means this. It's a willingness to say no to things that aren't part of your destiny. I say no quickly. I've worked out what's part of my destiny and what's not part of my destiny. There's certain things. I'm not watching it. Why? It's not part of my destiny. It's not who I am. Therefore, it's a quick no. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to look at that. No, I'm not going to drink that. No, I'm not going to smoke that. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to listen to that. And I'm not going to talk that trash. Because why? Because that's not who I am. I can say no to that very, very quickly. That's called steadfast. 
And I believe that when you discover that, you discover that in, in a few different ways. And I'm going to give you these things. I know it's a bit of teaching this morning, but uh, I believe it's really important. Listen to Psalm 51.10. It says, David says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew what? A steadfast spirit within me. It's, it's that thing that you, that you just, the no just comes up really quickly. You don't have to sit there and deliberate over it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should listen to that or not listen to that or say that or eat that or whatever. Oh, I just, oh, kind of, I got to make up. No, no is no. And no comes through a resolve and steadfastness that you've already made up your mind about that. So it comes out really, really quickly really easy. So how do I strengthen my resolve? Number one, if you're taking notes, have a clear meaning or outlook on life. In other words, develop principles for yourself out of the Word of God that you live and you don't change. You just don't bend on these things. A clear meaning or outlook of life. Number two, have clear-cut parameters for living and believing. Clear-cut guidelines for your life that you're faithful to. And I believe that the only way to get those, the best way, the clear guideline that never changes is the Word of God. It's the only positive, definitive, reliable, stronghold building, character developing book is called the Bible. So if you want to build your thought life on the Word of God, you'll find perseverance, consistency, steadfastness in, in your life. And the most, the most successful people I've discovered in life are people that walk consistently by the Word of God, a higher standard than themselves. Number three, if you're taking notes, number three, how do I develop this resolve? Make precise and attainable goals. And don't drift around aimlessly. So if, if you have right now a habit or a routine of prayer, and maybe it's five minutes or maybe you don't, at all. Don't beat yourself up, but set a goal. Say, I'm, gonna, oh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to make a five-minute rule. I'm not going to do anything before, before I pray for five minutes every day, consistently. Set a goal for spiritual things. Set a goal for physical things. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a goal that I'm going to exercise for five minutes every day. Just consistently. Do some sit-ups or walk around the block. I don't know. Just set some simple goals. Write them down. And put them in a journal. And then measure what you did and keep track of those goals. This, this is something that, you know, most, most people in the world understand that, quite frankly. They just don't probably incorporate some of the spiritual things. That's how you find the will of God is you walk in it one step at a time. You can't miss it if you just start to walk with the resolve. Have the obedience, number four, the obedience to carry out your goals. It does take obedience. You can set a goal, but if you're not going to do it, then it's just a pipe dream. It's not going to do anything. The lifestyle result uh, is the ability to say no to anything outside of your destiny, but start saying yes to, to your goals. I don't live like that, but I've set a goal that I'm changing right now. My prayer life is increasing just a little bit every week. Just a little bit more exercise. Just a little bit more Bible study. Just a little bit more uh, showing up on time for church or whatever it is. When somebody comes along and tries to get you to do otherwise, it's easy. You just say, no, that's outside of my, 
my goals, my moral conduct, my finances, my health, every area that I have. But it's doing the routine and the boring things that bring stability in my walk, that brings steadfast, persistent, consistency, the willingness to say no to what I eat, to what I look at. It's inconsistency that sabotages most of us. We've got good intentions, and you hear messages at the beginning of the year with, you know, January, New Year's resolutions, and all of that, and we all set those things, and we do fasting and prayer at the beginning of the year, and then it starts to fade out, and pretty soon we're back into the, you know, the old normal, was the new normal, now it's the old normal. We all do that, but, but, but if you want to really walk in the will of God, you just have to be consistent with it, and keep on doing it. Now, I want to go with the scripture. We're going to close with this in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. I very, very briefly touched on this in one of the other messages on uh, finding the will of God. But listen to this, Romans 12, 2. And Paul says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Most of these things are right up there in your cranium. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I, I like the fact here that, that Paul doesn't say, uh, get your mind renewed and, and uh, that you may prove what God's will is. No, he says that you may prove what is that good gives us three levels, if you will, or categories of walking in the will of God. What is that good and that acceptable? He starts to narrow it down. And then the bullseye and that perfect, perfect will of God. It's a progression. So you start off steadfast, persevering, consistently doing what you know is the will of God that you've discovered out of God's Word. And I'm going to give us just a few things here that, that we know because it's, it's written in the word, word of God. So if, if I will walk in the, in the good, then I'll start to see what's acceptable and I'll start to see that perfect will of God. If I walk in what the Word says, then, then God will start to show me and speak to me what's not written in the Word that is for me. And I'll start to hear from God, but I have to start to be obedient to walk in the general will of God, if you will, to get to the specific will of God. You won't find the specific will of God until you walk in the general or the good. And the good is just spelled out in the Word. It just comes by, by reading and hearing the Word of God and, and, and making that a regular routine in your life. So it's part of my walk, is walking in the general will of God. What I know that God has spelled out in His Word, it's just plain as day. It's very, very obvious. He says it over and over again, most of these things. He says that God desires that all men be saved. I don't have to wonder Oh, I wonder if it's God's will for that person that I work with or, or my neighbor to, to get saved. Well, it's, it is God's will. How do you know? Because he says that over and over and over. God so loved the whole world that he gave his son. So I don't have to guess about it, which means if God wants them to be saved, I better be praying for them. I better be sharing my faith. I better be walking upright so that they don't have an excuse to stumble into hell. 
that they can make it into heaven. Not, not because they, they looked at me and, and saw that I wasn't consistent. Be consistent in your walk. It's God's will for people to be saved. That's obvious. It says in 1 Thessalonians, it's, it's, it says, rejoice in all things, not for, but in everything. Give thanks. Rejoice. So get the sorrow off your face. Get the down in the mouth out of your vocabulary. Get a smile <laughs> in the middle of the trial. Start to see that, that this is God's general or his good, if you will. Uh, it's his will for you to rejoice in, a, in, in all things. That means when it's tough. And if I get steadfast in that, I persevere through that with a smile. Not down in the mouth, negative talk, and, and oh, you know, it's all, all hell and, and a handbasket. Everything's going down, and so I'll tell you what's wrong with the church and what's wrong with these people. <sighs> Put some faith into your smile. I don't believe in faking it till you make it. It's not talking about that. It's just being obedient to what God says. His general, his good, if you will, word says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. I just don't understand what God's will is. I just don't know what to do. Start with a smile. Start with a thank you vocabulary. Be steadfast in that. Watch what God does. You start to walk in God's general will. All of a sudden, he starts to refine your, your life. It's like you're getting close now. I've got you. I've got your attention. Now I'm going to show you the good. Then I'm going to take you to the acceptable. And then we're going to look at the perfect will of God for you. But first you've got to walk in the general will of God's word. What is revealed plain for you. Walk in what you know. I like what Mark Twain said. He's one of my favorite authors. He said this. He said, it's not the part of the Bible I don't understand that concerns me. It's the part that I do understand that concerns me. It's not the part that is hidden or some mystery. Get into what God says that you, and that you do understand. I remember several years ago, and if you're old enough to remember this, you're pretty old. Uh, probably would have been the 70s. There's a big wave that went through Christendom called backward masking. Does anybody remember it? Some old people are here. Okay, definitely older people. But it's when you play the record backwards, as if anybody does. And you play it backwards or the cassette tape as we used to use. Slow it down and play it backwards, like Stairway to Heaven, you know. Play it backwards. Listen to what it says. Satan. You know, like, what? <laughs> it's like, what is that? So everybody's throwing everything away. They're throwing away Christian music. Because so-and-so wrote a song. If you play it backwards and you slow it down, it says, <laughs> So many people bought into that. I would sit there and laugh at it. It was before the internet. So it all went word of mouth, viral through churches. You go over to a prayer meeting. So listen, listen to this. You think that's a good song, How Great Thou Art? Listen to How Great Thou Art. Backwards, slow down. It's like, 
giving glory to Satan. It's like, I'm not singing that song anymore. If they sing it at your church, you need to get out of there, man. You need to get out of that church now. Run. Amazing Grace. Listen to what Amazing Grace says. When you play it backwards and speed it up. Yeah, we're all doing that. We do that every week. We play these songs backwards to make sure. I mean, how stupid. All you need to do is get into the will of God through the Word of God and start to develop some steadfast consistency in perseverance in your life and quit being an IDO, an idiot. <laughs> Let your ordinary common sense come out, for goodness sakes. All that stuff going around the churches back then. So what does God say? He doesn't want any man to perish. That's the will of God. God's will should be sanctified, avoid sexual immorality. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 5. Each of us should learn control over your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. I already read 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Give thanks in all circumstances for... I still know the will of God, Pastor Ed. For this is the will of for you in Christ Jesus. So throw away your blues. 1 Peter 2, 13 and 15. Submit yourselves to the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake. Take a deep breath now. This is going to be a tough one. To every authority. Who is in authority when this was written? Uh, Rome, Caesars, Nero. You know, people that were burning Christians and torturing people. And Peter says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king, Caesar, as the supreme authority, or to governors, Nero and others, who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right, for, here's verse 15, land on this, for it is God's will that, that by doing good you would silence the ignorant, idiotes talk of foolish men. In other words, obey the speed limit. Quit breaking the law by running through red lights. Quit talking on your mobile phone when you're not supposed to, when you're driving. Pay your taxes. I'm so thankful to drive on really good roads because I've driven on really bad roads in third world countries. I'm so thankful that we have power lines that stay up there on the poles and stretch across so that the aircon doesn't cut out every five minutes like it did in Pakistan when I was there. And I watched heaps of electrical wires fall off. One of, one of the pastors there got electrocuted, died, and went to heaven. Not a, not a way to get an experience to get your kicks out of. But I'm so glad that when it comes tax time, of course I'm going to pay my taxes. I'm going to give Caesar what's Caesar's. How do you walk and find the will of God? Start with walking in what you already have found. It's evident in God's Word. Just be obedient and quit questioning in everything that God says. And just do it. Get a hold of the Nike tick and just, just do it. Well, I'm going to pray for all of us, but uh, I'd like us, if you're here, just to stand up, thanks. I'd like the worship team to come back up.
Would you let Jesus use your ordinary today? Well, that's a question. You can answer that yourself. Would you start off like as in right now? Because I just preached something that I believe would develop faith in all of us. It's not glamorous. It's I, I, Like I said, I could have called this message a very boring sermon. That what God's asking us to do is not it's not sensational. The race isn't going to go to the swift in this one. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Would you think about the character developing, oh, character developing, the Christ character developing qualities of steadfastness and perseverance and developing consistency in what is the good will of God that's written in God's Word so that God can then move you on as you walk to, to, to the acceptable will of God, things that are maybe not as clear, not as clearly spelled in the Word of God, who, who you should marry, what kind of house you should get perhaps, or, you know, things like that. It doesn't say specifically who that is or what you're supposed to buy in the Word of God. That job, should I take it? Should I go back to school? I don't know what to do. Start walking in what you do know what to do. And God will start to refine that as you keep taking one step after another. Put one foot in front of the other. Get out of bed and put one foot in front of the other today with prayer. Put one foot in front of the other with, with a devotional. Put one foot in front of the other with reading something that's going to edify. Put one foot in front of the other with walking around the block and praying or getting something of a, a physical... Put one foot in front of the other. Be steadfast in it, in the general will of God. Watch what God does. So I'm going to pray for you. A very boring prayer <laughs> after a very boring message because God uses ordinary, boring people to carry His exceptionally great news, extraordinary message. If you're watching online right now, I want to pray a prayer and give you a chance to ask Jesus into your heart and to make Him the Lord of your life. He's not a good suggestion. He's not a take it or leave it. Well, I think I'll try Him. No, no, no. You won't try Him. You'll be obedient and make Him the Lord of your life. He's either Lord of all or He's Lord of nothing. So if you want to take me up on that, I'd love to pray. If you're here and you haven't made Him the Lord of your life, but you're willing to take that step or perhaps you're away from God, I'd like you to pray this prayer and mean it. Watch what God does. God will take you He'll take you to another level, believe me. So let's just pray together. Say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending your Son to be the Lord of my life, to show me your will, that I might walk in your will, that I might find what is that good and that acceptable and that perfect will that you have for me. Jesus, I give you my heart. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand clap if you did that. And right now, 
I'd like you to close your eyes right now. And I would just ask you right now, perhaps you've been located by this message or located yourself. And you know, look, I got some things that I just need to take care of some business here. Because this race is not going because I'm so swift and I'm not uh, succeeding because I'm so smart, educated, all the rest of it. But God, I want you to use my ordinary starting today. So therefore, I'm going to put some things in place starting right now. Start to think of these things. Start to make plans for these things right now. If you have to, thumb it into your phone, write it down, whatever it's going to be. But get the resolve that when you set some simple goals, not big things that you can't do, but starting right where you're at, when you set these simple things, you start walking in the will of God, one step in front of the other. If you will do that, starting right now with the ideas and the thoughts that God's given you, then you'll start to discover just how amazingly easy it is to walk in the will of God. It's no longer a needle in a haystack. It's honestly so obvious it's right in front of you. So, Father, right now, for every person that's here or perhaps watching online, I thank you right now, Lord. Though we be ordinary, we could set what looks like ordinary goals. We could start routines to make us more steadfast, to have a, a bigger resolve and be consistent. Help us, Lord, just to write down one or more things that we're going to implement in our lives that's going to take ordinary people on to do extraordinary things. And everybody said, amen in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming this morning. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.